0: In the fantasy lounge as always mikey mack on the mic via the fantasy zoom hotline the commissioner Eddie hansen and daily dave himself dave steuben and boys this is a special special lounge because this past week the lounge three and all first time all season feels good don't let the boys get hot don't let
1: them get hot
2: trotter
1: well, Mike, you finally—well, you're three in a row now. I think you've beat teams all under 100 points. So good for you. Team's looking real good. You know what's crazy too is
2: uh, I'm two and five, and I'm only a game out of the playoffs.
1: And I think you're only like 20 points behind me.
0: I mean, uh, I like what, it. what's helping I like it. is honestly like because we usually don't have teams that are like seven and zero and six and one. So the idea, like those two teams, Waldo and McCarthy, are kind of like way above the pack, and then everybody else is kind of just in the middle area. So that's kind of helping. Usually, we don't see that type of uh, discrepancy between the teams in our league. But shout out to McCarthy and Waldo for you know being thirteen and one combined so far in the year. Also,
1: I mean Ryan and Gallagher. I know they've been losing, but they have a ton of points. Gallagher had a tough beat last week. Other surprising thing is. Wasim is still three and four and I think in seventh place or eighth place, and he's gone under 100 points four out of five weeks So that's a uh, pretty surprising. Thank God for the first three weeks for him
2: But some a uh, little fancy insight. I did hear he was rubbing Hasgula's
1: head this weekend So maybe it's a little little good luck going forward Well, yeah, he got to go on the nice vacation, but I whooped his ass this week. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure Semo will gladly take the, the the loss of fantasy to go to Dubai, though, Dave. Yeah, you know
1: what? Well, <laughs> you know, some people value things more than others.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, speaking of value, one thing we could all agree on: NFL news time. I think we all value Justin Fields' performance yesterday, and as Bears fans that we are. Huge win Monday night against Bill Belichick in Foxborough, by the way.
1: Also uh, holding off Bill Belichick from skipping over to be the second uh, most winning coach in NFL history. And uh, Papa Bear still has uh, that tie with him. So the Bears held a, held him off for one more week on that. Uh, just feels look like real good, though. It looked like an offense that they wanted to be all year. Uh, he had over 80 yards rushing, and uh, they actually passed the ball well yesterday. So that offense looked pretty good against a pretty good defense in, in New England. Yeah, it looked
2: like the ghost of, like, George Hallis out there. Like, it was almost like uh, angels in the outfield. Like, he was guiding our players to make them make <laughs> plays, and we kind of looked actually like a real NFL team. It's like, to actually watch a game and watch us actually score points, it was it was amazing. It was like, we we didn't embarrass ourselves in a primetime game, which is,
1: for us, the last couple of years, has been uh, a sight for sore eyes. And who, who would have thought that the quarterback controversy would have been on the Patriots, uh, not the Bears? I did think they did
2: Matt Jones dirty there. I think they did do him dirty.
1: He was a little salty on the sideline, but Bailey Zappi, uh, he looked real good in those first two drives and then fell right off real quick.
0: It was good to see also Brisker get a pick and then Kyle Gordon with the pick, Roquan with a pick. So that was cool to see, especially the, the two guys we drafted play well uh, yesterday as well.
1: Yeah, great one, one-handed uh, catch by Brisker.
0: No, right after getting kicked in the nuts too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, he t- I, I texted the group chat, oh, man, I thought Brisker tore his groin. Because I was like, oh, geez, he jumped over uh, Mac Jones, and it was the opposite of that.
1: Yeah, I got caught with one of those slights, uh, spikes right to the nuts. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's, like,
2: I think he should be automatically out. You're trying to turn on play. He came in high on my guy. came in high.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, coming in high, this really has no relevance to the segue. But James Robinson gets traded to the um, New York Football Jets for a six-round pick, potentially could be a fifth round depending on his performance. Grade the trade, gentlemen. Randy, uh, out of A through F, what do we like about like? Do we like that trade? James Robinson going to the Jets for
2: the for the Jets. I I, I think both for Jets and James Robinson. Finally, James Robinson gets to maybe a team. They actually appreciate him for the running back he is. I just don't know who the backup is for ETN as well. ETN can be every-down back, but we could go into that later. I think the Jets, this is the Jets actually like kind of going for it. I mean, they they accumulate a lot of draft picks over the years uh, for dealing away players, and Jim Robson's going right into that uh, role that Bryce Hall is, uh, RIP. I mean, he's having a killer year, but it was, uh, it's a good backup role. I think that just kind of shows that they're not as confident in Carter being the every down back. And I think it's going to be a kind of a, both backs I think are startable.
1: Yeah, I think it's a solid B plus move by the Jets. Uh, you get a young running back that's proven, uh, can be an every down back and that's what they're looking for. Um, you still have, um, Michael Carter there as you're receiving back. So, great play. Uh, great trade for, I mean, uh, disappointing trade for me, though, one week later. Uh, as you were talking about being high on it, uh, I think I was high when I traded that. I uh, could have another starting running back, but now Gallagher has him on his team. So, uh, that's just what happens in fantasy.
0: Ebbs and flows, David. Ebbs and flows. That's right. The Lord it, take the only, it and the Lord the give it. The
1: only thing it. I do not like, Mike, I'm sorry
2: to cut you off, the only thing I do not like is it kind of sets the... the I would say the market for the trade value of running backs going. And I thought Dave Montgomery might be a hot hot ticket um, at the trade deadline for the NFL. And I'm like, do we? if we only get a six for him, I'm like,
1: I don't like that. I think he's got a little bit more value than Gene Robinson.
0: Yeah. He has no I'm,
1: Achilles injury, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to move him.
0: Yeah, I think – yeah, I'm interested to see about Montgomery. It's just because Clear Herbert looks so good. But I just think they work well together, and I kind of liked – I thought Montgomery kind of took a back seat yesterday, but I, I do think there's avenues to get both of them involved in the offense. It's just a question of, like, are we going to resign Montgomery? If we don't plan on resigning him, we should probably trade him, but that just kind of doesn't how it works. It's not how it works in the NFL. Like, if this was the I NBA mean, or anything like that, Montgomery would be gone by now. Yeah. Okay. Still
1: had 16 carries and goal line carry for a touchdown, so.
0: Yeah. Now, uh... Mike Evans came into some uh, controversy. It looked like he was autographing a, uh, a ref's uh, card, I guess, if you will. Um, it turned out not to be the case. But when you saw that initially, Mike Evans in the, in the, uh, in the tunnel post-game um, against Carolina, what do we think about that?
2: I originally thought thought he was, like, the captain. He had to sign something as, like, the captains do. Like, I don't know, like, the scorecard or whatever you would say as they're walking out. But it's nice to see that he could catch that, like, little handoff there for the autograph. Uh, But he couldn't catch that 70-yarder when he had 11 yards of (laughs) fucking separation (laughs) to start the game for Tom Brady.
1: Uh, Well, it ended up being everybody was a little bit uh, blown out of proportions there. It ended up being... That they, uh, the ref was also from Texas A and M. as an alum, and they were ex- exchanging phone numbers uh, for Golf Pro uh, out in Texas. So, um, everybody likes the golf, or most people like the golf on this podcast. So, we understand everybody needs that good golf lesson. So, that's what it ended up being. No harm, no fall. Okay. Well, if they keep playing like this, he's going to be golfing early. But...
0: I mean, <laughs> well, it's they don't look well, I'll tell you that. Um back-to-back terrible losses by them. Um, we'll see. They got they play Baltimore Thursday. Quick turnaround. We'll see. Now, we're halfway through the season, gentlemen. Uh, we decided, the lounge listeners wanted maybe to hear this, we decided to give out some midseason awards. So we kind of designated some categories for fantasy purposes, and we're going to be handing out some hardware for individuals, good and bad, that, uh, you know, have captivated fan this fantasy season. So we're going to start the midseason sold out touchdown league awards. And we're going to start with the breakout star and Randy, I'm not sure if you comprehended uh, this type of award, <laughs> but be that as it may, you did write something down, which is more than, you know, you've done in the past, but breakout star, I'm going to lead us off here. I'm going to go Gino Smith. I don't think anybody saw where this was going. Not only is he a top 10 player in fantasy overall, he is literally dicing up defenses. He's completing at a 73% clip. And then also, they they have a, the 10th best pass offense in the NFL. With them losing Russ, I mean, my, myself included, I thought Seattle had no shot to be good this year. I was completely wrong. In that offense, I've seen enough now to become a believer in that offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, surprising that he's the number one quarterback overall with, with 73% uh, completion percentage. No one saw that coming, although he was uh, pretty good in college at completing passes. Uh, but that is...
0: Uh, 73% um, cool. is absurd. That's a, that's insanely high. Like, Breeze at his heyday was like 70-71. Yeah. Like, 73% is almost unheard of.
1: Well, so my breakout star is going to be uh, Ramondre Stevenson. So, if you didn't know, he's RB8 right now. He has 112 points on the season. Almost to 500 yards rushing. He has four rushing touchdowns. And then also adding value with receiving. Uh, 25 receptions with 145 yards receiving. I know Damian Harris is there, but I think they both, like the Bears, uh, both those running backs have a clear-cut role in this offense. Um, And a guy that was hyped up in the beginning of the year, but I don't think people thought he would be in the top 10 running backs uh, at this point. So, that's my breakout star so far.
0: Randy, do you want to go ahead with this breakout star, or do you want to change your... No, like,
1: like there, there's, a, there's another guy
2: I was also thinking about as well. I mean, he had a good season last year, but for as much as I dog him uh, in the preseason for how much he got paid, as well as for... I, I, didn't, I just didn't... He didn't pass the eye test to me. I'm going to have to give it to Christian Kirk. Um, the guy's wide receiver nine right now. Um, and he's actually been pretty steady. I mean, he's, he's, what are we looking at here? Um, I mean, he's already got well over 450 yards receiving with four TDs. I just like the bottom work. And he's looking like he's really, he's like that wide receiver one that Trevor Lawrence has
1: been wanting since he's gotten to the league. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to go with Hollywood Brown. The guy's been good for three years. So I'm glad you switched your pick there.
0: Hollywood Brown, I though. Think,
2: I didn't think Hollywood Brown was that good last year, and I looked at his stats, and uh, yeah. I was really wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Why
1: I do you think he got all that money to go to Arizona? But. Yeah, uh, okay. Chris so. Kirk, though, is a breakout for sure. Breakout
0: stars. Fair enough. Now, for every breakout star, there's a bust. And I'm going to have Dave lead off with this one. And so these are guys that we drafted that. We thought we are going to have huge years, and they just haven't panned out. Dave, why don't you lead us off here with your bust of the year so far?
1: So this is pretty cliche on, uh, on the year with Kyle Pitts. Uh, tight end 22 right now, so he's barely a tight end 2, barely rosterable. Uh, Jawan Johnson, Will Disley, Daniel Bellinger all have more points than him. Uh, he's still owned in 95% of Yahoo Leagues at the moment as well. Uh, the other thing, too, is he's been relatively healthy. He's only missed one week uh, w- with week six, uh, averaging 2.6 receptions a game. So that's not going to get it done uh, as of right now. So um, it's just been an awful year for him. Uh, another crazy stat about that, me and Mike were talking
2: earlier, was they were getting the doors blown off of by the Bengals, and they only passed the about 15 times in that game.
1: Well, I mean – also have Mariota on the team, so that doesn't help much. But, but that's I'm saying, like,
2: how, it, they're not even getting a game script. That's like the perfect game script for Kyle Pitts to get at least like ten targets, eleven targets. When you're getting your ass kicked by double-digit points and you only pass the ball fifteen times, that's absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah, Randy, uh, your bust of the year hits home a lot for you.
2: Um, I, I gotta say, this guy, I think he might be out of league. Like, come next year. Um just that's my guy Cam Akers took him in the <laughs> fifth round, just absolutely horse trash. Um he was ranked preseason, 14th overall running back, a 28th overall pick in uh fantasy football platforms. Dude's averaging two point nine yards of carry, only rushed the ball fifty-one uh fifty-one times, and he's only got twenty-two point five fantasy points. He's already in the doghouse. I think they're gonna trade him, Whether well, they're trying to trade him, but like
1: who I can't even think of a good landing spot for him right now. Yeah, well, I thought the Jets, but the Jets obviously didn't like him as much as James Robinson, so I think maybe, coming off of a Achilles injury.
0: And then I was thinking maybe, like, Baltimore might need a running back, but now, like, Gus Edwards is there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, for me, another running back, and I kind of – it's my theme for the rest of my awards, running backs. Um, to me, the bust of the year has been Najee Harris. Um, First-round pick, but producing like a 10th-rounder. He's been healthy, played in every single game. And I know, like, he had the foot issue, um, but he's played through it. Um, Hasn't missed a game, but he has not had a game of over 15 fantasy points. Right now, he's averaging 3.3 yards a carry, which is abysmal. And he's the 22nd-ranked running back in fantasy. You draft Najee Harris with the the thought of him being at least a top-10 running back, and I don't see an avenue where that happens. That Jalen Warren's already starting to like you know get some of his snap share, um, and just the re- the receptions aren't there. So I think moving forward, Najee at best is an RB two. But if you're a Najee Harris owner, you're like you have to think there's going to be certain weeks where maybe you don't start him just because maybe the matchup um, and that offense is just not producing uh, for him. So Najee Harris to me has been the biggest bust of the year.
2: I know we brought up in the preseason. I talked about. I believe it was a Liz Frank injury that he was battling in the preseason. Yeah. Do you think that's still lingering? Do you think there's like he just doesn't look right, or he's just not good anymore?
1: I mean, typically those don't usually go away, uh, especially when you're being used as much as him. Their offensive line's not good though. Uh, Kenny Pickett hasn't really been too great since he's been in. Um, I just don't think it's it's just not a good offense. And I don't think he's hundred percent healthy, so I don't know if it's all on him, but yeah, he's definitely a bust because like Andy took him eighth overall or ninth overall. So
2: Yeah, even gonna... like physically watch like every snap to see if like he's running well. I'm interested uh, going forward, I'm gonna play a little more attention and see if it might be an injury thing where he's not hundred percent healthy or or like a combination of everything you just said it.
0: I mean, even last year, though, like when he was running the ball, like it just he didn't have holes, and I don't think that 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 rush offense or that offensive line is very good, um. So that doesn't help either. I would like to see him on a new team because I think maybe in a different situation he might look a little bit better. But yeah, he has not been what you what you draft him to be. Yeah, and he's
1: not getting catches on the backfield. I was, yeah, I was just about to say that. I think he's down like I, yeah. like fifty percent on targets. Yeah,
0: it's it's bad. Now. As we transition to the next award here, these are guys that you drafted as rookies that you you hope are breakout stars. You want to catch or you want to hit on a rookie because most likely in a redraft league, they are going late later. Um, And so these are guys that are not a top four, top five pick usually. And so if you hit on a rookie, that's huge. And so Rookie of the Year uh, candidates after the first seven weeks, Dave, why don't you talk about a guy that had some, had a lot of momentum going in, and then has really, you know, taken a, a big role in New Orleans?
1: So yeah, that would be Ryan's uh, wide receiver, Chris Olave. Uh, right now, number one rookie wide receiver on the year overall. Uh, I believe he was in the top fifteen, uh, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, Ninety three points on the year. His worst game, uh, other than the one that he sat out with the concussion, was a nine point one. And that was week one. So every week since then uh, has been great. Uh, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver one range. Uh, 56 targets on the year, 32 receptions, 495 yards, and two touchdowns. The other nice thing with him, though, is uh, he has 60 receptions of 20-plus yards, which is 60 in the NFL mm-hmm. right now, which is absolutely elite uh, for a rookie wide receiver.
0: I didn't expect him to be this good. And it's it's, it's definitely helped that like Jarvis and Thomas have been out, too. So that, it's like just helped him solidify his role in the offense.
1: I mean, I think at this point, uh, in both of those other two receivers' careers, I think he's the most talented guy on the field, even when healthy.
0: Ooh, fair enough. Uh, Randy, Kenneth Walker, for you, you have a couple little notes about him. couple? <laughs> yeah, maybe you have four words about him?
2: I'm sorry, i got to step away from the office real quick. But uh, am I, you're moving on to me, or yeah. you want some words of wisdom on uh, Chris Olave? Nah,
0: you can go to Walker.
2: Uh, I, I think just – I know it's only been like two weeks. Really, I mean, it's three, but the dude's a dog, man. He looks like they found their, their Marshawn Lynch 2.0. I mean, the last two weeks he's rushed uh, 21 times when uh, they won against Arizona for 97 yards of touchdown. And then this week, he single-handedly, beat, I think, beat, I mean, Gino is looking great as well, but he single-handedly beat the Chargers. He uh, he was the best player on that field, to me, watching that game.
0: Yeah, he definitely passed the eye test. He broke that big 74-yarder, which I thought was going to lose my matchup against Lewis. Um, the thing is, too, like, y- yeah, he, he looks bi- he looks big, too, but the dude just flies. He's kind of a freak. I mean... I knew everybody was saying how good he was, and he really did not get many opportunities early. Like, you know, he didn't play week one, and then because I think he was injured week one. Um, but then week two, three, uh, you know, four carries, three carries. And so he didn't really get a lot of attention early. Credit to Lewis for hanging on to him. Um, and, you know, moving forward, I mean, he, not only is he potentially the best rookie running back, but moving forward, like, he, he potentially is a top five running back in fantasy.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be very good potential for his keeper next year. Um, the nice thing too, is, um, you would think, you know, when you get an injury bringing in the backup that you would have some other running backs on that roster that would take some touches away, which is really not the case Four four touchdowns in three weeks. So, uh, DJ Dallas is there, but they don't really use him. Um, so that's the bell cow now on, like you mentioned the 10th offense and, uh, I'm sorry, passing offense, that was. But a very good offense in Seattle.
0: Yep. Now, speaking of offenses, this is the opposite. Bad offense, but great rookie, Damian Pierce. And realistically, it should be Brees Hall. But obviously, he just had that horrible knee injury. So I'm not going to include him right now um, because he's not going to give you anything moving forward. Uh, But he should have been the rookie of the year candidate for me anyway. But to me, Damian Pierce. Um, The Texans right now, 27th uh, pass offense in the NFL, which is terrible. Um, there's 32 teams, Randy. I don't know if you knew that. Um, 4.8 yards per carry. So even though they cannot pass the ball, he's still creating um huge you know plays in the running game. Right now he's RB 13, and that's with you know, them having a bye week and him not really being involved the first two weeks. Um past four games right now, averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. So this guy is not only you know, running hard, but he's also producing. And again, that that offense looked pretty good against um, Vegas last week. And so it's not like they're completely um, terrible in terms of a pass offense. But, you know, it's nice that he's the guy. He's pretty much phased out Burkhead, even though Burkhead does get a little bit of run. But to me, Damian Parrish, like, that's, you know, RB1. Plug him in RB1 every week moving forward.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, he's on Channel's team, and if I'm not mistaken, did he go in the fourth round?
0: I think so. I think he drafted him in the fourth.
1: So unfortunately, he won't be able to keep him as his keeper, but uh, we were real down on him after week one because I think he put up like a two, Uh, but every week since then, he's just been outstanding. So Um, another rookie that is an automatic starter each week.
0: No.
2: Yeah, and uh, another thing I, I, I'm interested to say, I'm going to go ahead and look at, uh, at the stats, is his yards after contact. I just feel like he breaks a ton of tackles and the dude runs hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what he was known for coming out of college. So, translated pretty well in the in the NFL.
0: Yep. Um, now, one thing that's huge um, is that you, if you have a stud defense, and I feel like they often get overlooked, and we wanted to highlight the fantasy defense of the year so far And it's funny, Dave broke down the numbers. You know, we're not going to give you a bunch. Right now, the best defense right now is Dallas. And, Dave, I mean, just want to run through it real quick, what they've been doing.
1: Yeah, so listen to this, 123 points. So if you go look on your team, I'm pretty much sure a lot of your starters don't have that many points. Uh, 29 sacks, 7 interceptions, 2 block kicks, a touchdown. So that uh, is the equivalent to being the rb six the wide receiver six and your qb 19 he has more points than russell wilson right now um i was gonna put the eagles in there you know because i'm super high on them but uh Dales is just every week outstanding and of course this week they get the chicago bears so um i'm sure they'll continue their uh their i don't know outrageous season with points
0: all right. Now, we're doing a little projection here. These are guys this next award is going to go to. It's not really award because they haven't done anything yet, but rising star of the second half. These are guys that we project are going to have monster second halves that are probably going to help you win a league or at least help you be competitive uh, for the playoff stretch here. Um, I'm going to start first, and it kind of ties into James Robinson, but, but to me it's ETN. Um, they drafted him. Two years ago, obviously the bad injury didn't play last year. Um, To me, the Jags are frisky. They're competitive. They're trying to win. There's really no one there challenging him for touches. He's averaging 6.1 yards per carry, which is pretty good. Um, Also, right now, 23 targets through seven games. I think that number goes up in a big way. Um, Week seven, 80% snap share. Previous games, nothing over 55%. James Robinson's gone. Last week, they didn't lose James Robinson, so I'm expecting anywhere from 70 to 80% snap share for ETN. So if that is happening, I think you could plug him in anywhere from 15 to 20 to 25 fantasy points per week. That offense is competitive, it moves the ball. I think ETN, second half of the year, is like a bare minimum RB10. Like, pencil it in, I think the guy's a stud.
1: Yeah, as long as he stays healthy, that's um, a great PPR. Running back for the rest of the year, he's already showed flashes, like you mentioned, even with with Robinson still there.
2: Yeah, I have no idea who their backup even is. So, I mean, it's his, it's his field, and he's, he's going to make the most of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of making the most of it, um, guy coming off of injury first week last week, Dave, uh, in, a, in an offense that does love to run the ball.
1: Yep, uh, so that would be Gus Edwards last week. 18.6 uh, points in his first game. Uh, 16 carries, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. We so you do like to see that coming right back off injury, getting all the goal line work. Um, in his career, though, this is one of the better stats, 5.2 yards per carry. So, you know, you got a guy who just has a, a nose for yards, basically. Always falling forward, runs hard. other good thing is Dobbins is going to be on the IR anywhere from four to eight weeks. Not sure how long he'll be out with that knee injury. And even when he's back, who knows if he'll take over um, because he didn't do much when he was in this year. Uh, Also, the nice thing, too, is Kenyon Drake had a great week uh, two weeks ago, right before Gus Edwards came back. Last week, 11 attempts for five yards. So um, pretty much nothing else there at the moment. So I think Gus Edwards going forward is a great start. Uh, RB2 uh, pretty much every week flex play.
0: Randy, uh, you didn't have any notes. Do you want to skip this one, or you want to like, give us something?
2: I, I got, I got uh, one guy for you, and I think uh, just because there's no, I mean we've been down on pretty heavy. I mean he's been hot in the Daily Daves. I think <laughs> DJ Moore, dude. I I'm <laughs> seeing something. I'm, I'm seeing something. Like, hey, this guy had an absolute terrible start, and. We saw something Sunday where someone finally could just get the ball in, in at least the same zip code as him, and he has a, a, an amazing day. He has 18 points, and he left some out there. Let let the guy go to work. There's no one else there. That's the thing. There's no one else. Chumma Hubs already hurt. You know what I mean? Like, who else is going to catch the ball there?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he was probably upset when uh, the GM said that he's the cornerstone. Of that team, uh, because everybody else is just flying out of there real quick. But uh, it was nice to see finally, the week I don't play him in Daily Dave uh, that he actually puts up the 18 that I've been wanting for the last three weeks. So uh, maybe, maybe yeah. he
2: can get back to like steady Eddies. If he's putting
1: up 15s, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I mean, him. shit. If you can get 10 from him each week, you know that would. 11 targets. That's what I liked. 11 targets.
2: But here's
0: yeah. the thing. Like, so two weeks ago when they played Tan, when they played no. Two weeks ago when they played the Rams, like, they did not let Walker throw the ball at all. Like, everything was, like, bubble screen and they ran the ball a ton. Like, they actually let him throw the ball. Like, the guy could fling it and he, like, he could throw the ball. Like, he made a really nice, he just made some really good throws, um, he hit that Tommy Tremble on like a corner fade, um, and so yeah, that was a nice throw. Yeah, just let him throw the ball a little bit and see what happens. Like it seemed like they kind of all rallied around him. They said that Walker's the guy next week, um, even though Darnold's like good to go, and I think Baker's almost ready. So you know, we'll see. Maybe they could ride this momentum. They're only a game out of that div- that division. So <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that?
2: That's all I was what? gonna say. If they if they win this this Sunday, they're they have sole uh sole place of uh, first place in the division, which is crazy.
1: How weird is it that uh two guys that were first round picks in uh Darnold and Baker Mayfield are getting benched for a guy that used to play in the XFL. Yeah, good
0: so. for good for PJ. All right. That's
1: life, Dave. That's life. Now, hey.
0: Here here's what we all come here for. This is You hope to draft this guy. You, you you beg and you pray to the fantasy gods that you draft this guy. We're talking fantasy MVP here. Um, these are guys that are just your workhorses, your studs, pencil in 20, 25, 30 points a game. For me, I'll get it going right now. And he kind of started slow, but to me, the fantasy MVP so far this year has been Austin Eckler. Um, he's dominated the running back position. Dominated it so much where he has over 31 more fantasy points than the next closest running back, which is... You know, over seven game stretch. I mean, you're talking about four, you know, four, four and a half to five points more than the next closest running back per week. That's domination, guys. Um, Right now, he's number one running back, and he's number fifth. He's number five overall fantasy player. He's on pace for well over 100 targets. Um, The number that I thought jumped out to me doing the doing the dive here: 53 catches on 61 targets, 87 percent catch rate, but. The number that's astronomical to me, when he runs a route, gentlemen, are you listening to this? Clean out the ears a little bit. Targeted 42% of the time when he runs a route. You're talking basically almost like a coin flip. If he's running a route, toss a coin up in the air because that's about as likely as, like, guess heads or tails, and it's going to Eckler. That's insane to me. So he's running routes. He's getting targeted. Awesome. His carries are down, but he's still averaging 4.5 yards a clip. I mean, this guy's a workhorse.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you don't need him to run the ball when he's basically the wide receiver one uh, on the offense. So especially two now, Mike uh, Williams and uh, uh,
0: Keenan Allen.
1: Keenan Allen, thank you. uh, Both injured. Keenan Allen came back and then went out of the game again. Mike Williams probably out for five, six weeks. uh, Pretty bad uh, ankle knee injury. So uh, just more and more and more points for Austin Eckler coming up.
0: Yeah, I mean, we probably should have talked about the injury concerns because there were so many bad injuries. Um. La- last I mean,
1: he's, he's been uh, pretty steady though the past few years. I think early in his career he was in, uh, injury prone, but no, I'm saying uh, just in,
0: like I'm saying week six in general, like DK goes so yeah, out. Yeah, there's quite a bit of injuries yeah, uh, yeah. in
1: the NFL.
0: So, um, Dave, you want to talk about Randy's guy right now? And
1: yeah. I guess I kind of stole this from Randy, uh, although Randy doesn't have any notes on this one as well. So uh, this can be both of ours, I guess. So Patrick Mahomes, uh, number one fantasy player right now. He has 226 points. That's four more than, um, than Josh Allen. So he leads the league right now in passing yards, passing touchdowns, passer rating, QBR. Also on seven, 7.6% of his passes, uh, those are our touchdowns. So guy is getting in the end zone um leading the league in most of the important uh stats that you want as a quarterback. Uh Mr. Just Steady Eddie and another guy um that what, it went in the third round, second round, I I believe. So
0: No, he went in the fourth and Randy could have kept him, but he decided to draft uh oh, Mahomes oh. in the fourth and then Akers in the fifth.
1: What a what a that, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm going to kick myself in the dick for that
2: one for a long time, boys. Ooh. Yeah, that's right Ray, I
0: mean, you you get to watch pretty much every Mahomes snap. What's it like watching Kind of like
2: my dog's fighting in the background right now. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the main thing for me that's so special is I thought he was going to take a little dip down with Tyreek Hill, even, even though Tyreek Hill's killing for the Dolphins. And he just, like, he'll, like, now Juju's coming on, and he'll make every, it's, like, going to be a different wide receiver every week. And that's the one thing I think that's made him even better is his ability to he's not keyed on to one guy besides Kelsey that's always open. Um but besides him like I, he's just spread around around the ball so much that it's just like poetry in motion. Think like we, what a generational quarterback and what a
1: what a what a gift of god I have to watch him play every Sunday. Yeah, it must be nice. Hardman had what three touchdowns last week. Uh, Juju had a huge game.
0: MBS Kelsey, catching some deep balls. So. Yeah. Kelsey's just, yeah, the offense just doesn't stop. Uh, Now, the last one we're going to do, and this is is fitting for the last one, because oftentimes, you know, you say you you save the best for last, but oftentimes these people go often overlooked. And I'm going to call this the MUP, the most underrated player in fantasy. These are guys that bring it week in, week out, but don't get the publicity or don't get the notoriety that they deserve. I'm going to go first here. And I've always wanted him on my fantasy team, but for whatever reason, I just am in a situation where I think like in the first round I just it would be too high to pick him, and I always regret it. But Nick Chubb, the dude just eats. He's healthy. Um, he's usually always pretty healthy. Um, he went in the second round this year. But <sighs> something about the way he runs, it's insane. He's averaging 5.9 yards per carry. And this is a guy that's, you know, not getting, like, this isn't a guy that's just a chunk play guy or gets, like, 8 to 10 carries and so it's inflated. I mean, this is a guy that's running the ball consistently 15, 20, 25 times per game. Um He leads the league in rushing. No surprise there. By a wide margin, actually. Not a wide margin. Uh, he's up by, like, 16 yards on Barkley. But then him and Barkley, it's, like, not even close to the third. Um Right now, the Browns, as an offense, are the third-best rush offense in the league. In 2021, they were sixth. In 2020, they were third. You see where I'm going with this gentleman. Nick Chubb just produces, and he doesn't get the recognition. Number three running back this year, and that's because he should easily be number one, but he's just not featured in the pass game. He's only got nine receptions. Now, here are the reception totals for the top five running backs. Eckler's number one. He's got 53 receptions. Saquon's two at 25 receptions. Uh, Josh Jacobs, number four with 20, and then CMC with 35. So he's not even in the same realm in terms of catching the, the football. And if he just had, say, I don't know, 20 to 25 touches or 25 receptions right now, I mean, you're talking about easily the RB1. Yeah,
1: I mean, another guy that every year you know what you're getting from him. People were down on him this year uh, because of the whole, well, well, I guess all the issues that are happening in Cleveland. Uh, but he just shows up and keeps doing what he does, so yeah, I mean like the the guy's a,
2: a war course I mean, he that offense goes with him and it's we we always like kind of backed him because he like in a PPR format he doesn't really get any catches, but as long as the dude rushes for a hundred yards and get to the end zone, like what else do you need
1: also the the nice thing too is cream hunt really hasn't done anything this year either, which last year he took a lot of points away from him, so uh, uh it's pretty much his backfield.
0: Speaking of someone that always produces, Dave, uh, Seattle receiver that you really think is underappreciated.
1: Yeah, you know a guy that uh, pretty much year in year out is always top twenty wide receiver. Again, another guy preseason like Nick Chubb. We all thought this offense was going to be bad, and uh, I'm pretty sure he went like the seventh, eighth, ninth round. I don't remember, but it wasn't wasn't very high. That would be Tyler Lockett. Uh, so right now he's wide receiver fourteen. Um, And you would think DK Metcalf, the more talented wide receiver, would have more points than him. Uh, But he actually has 18 more points than DK on the year. Also, DK uh, got injured last week. He might be back this week. But if he isn't, obviously more targets, more receptions, more points for Lockett uh, to come. 98 points on the season. Um, We were talking about catch rate earlier. He has uh, 77% catch rate. So pretty consistent. You know, Three out of four passes he's going to catch. Uh, averages sixty-seven yards per game with six receptions. So you know, on the season, almost thirteen points per game, basically, uh, if he doesn't get in the end zone. Another thing I love about Lockett as well. I think there was a montage on
2: Twitter about him, where like the dude just catches the ball, and goes down, like doesn't it take an extra hit. The guy's like playing the long game, and I love it. Small guy gets a catch, hits the ground,
1: stays stays healthy, and he's there available for him next week. Well, I mean, yeah, he's like five ten, like one hundred and eighty pounds, so. He's been in the league a while. He knows he knows he needs to save his body. Um, Mike, I got. I got actually got one as well,
2: if you don't mind me yeah, putting it sure. in putting my two cents.
0: Sure.
2: Um, the next guy is a wide receiver as well. I'm going to list some names that he's ahead of right now, okay? And then you tell me who he is. He's ahead of A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, C.D. Lamb.
0: Hmm.
2: Can you give me a
0: guess? Who, Dave, you got one? I initially... Uh,
2: yeah, a household name, a household name. He's been around the block a couple times. He's been around. I'm
0: going to say Mike Evans.
2: No, he's, a, I, he's ahead Sorry. of Mike Evans. Oh, lot, you so. said
0: Mike Evans. My bad. I'm watching the uh, Golden State Phoenix game.
2: Um, I have no idea. All right, I'm going to go. It's actually the <laughs> same team as uh, Mr. Nick Chubb <laughs> <laughs> over here. Amari Cooper, currently wide receiver oh. number 12. Okay, uh, He's averaging 15 points a game. He's a wide receiver 12 at 12. Like, and this is all with Jacoby Brissett going on right now. I'm interested to see what happens with Watson. He's just been steady, Eddie, for a team. I know in our league he was drafted. He was a uh, 37th overall drafted wide receiver. Amari wow. Cooper has been that steady RB2, which is actually RB1, Frank 12. But the guy's just been steady every week.
1: It's so another guy on, on Lewis's team. Just like last year, Lewis had about eight potential uh, keepers, and I think he's going to have that again this year uh, with the team. Because he, he doesn't trade anybody. He doesn't really drop anybody. So uh, maybe another potential keeper if he's if he keeps up this pace and with Watson coming back next year in a full season.
2: And another person that has a ton of keepers, I was just looking at it before, I know this is going on a tangent about something else, is Ryan. And then he's like got like guys that aren't going to play at all this year that he's
0: Trying
1: to keep on his bench for one reason I have no idea. Well, he's also winning and putting up a ton of points, so
0: he's doing something him. right. Um, speaking of doing something right, I'm just gonna go ahead and 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 and, and blowing the snorkel a little bit here. Deep Sea Divers blow. last. Sea yeah. Di- blow a snorkel. Yeah, blow the snorkel. Blow a snorkel snorkels, Mike. Is that what you do in the alley? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The alley on the west side. Is yeah. that what You do. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say this. Deep Sea Divers was a massive hit last week. Um. Two for two. Paris Campbell, twenty-three fantasy points. I think like eleven targets, seven for something in a tutty, twenty-three fantasy points. And then I hit on Greg the Leg, who I said had potential. I said the Jets are good offense, uh, good enough to move the ball, not good enough in the red zone. He ends up with the twelve. So I was two for two last week with the Deep Sea Divers, and I am going to go back to last week. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, did, I gave you the K, the Kate Otten thing, and he had a good week this week. So I'm going to say I'm Three for three, and then the Marvin Jones one, I'll give that a loss. So I'm three for four on the fantasy. I'm, I'm three and one. No, I'm going to say three for four. I'm three for four on the Deep Sea Divers. Wait, wait,
1: wait. The three for four or
0: three well, this one? is Well, this is three for four because okay. it's not a gambling thing. Okay. All right. Three oh, four. yeah, Mike. It's all,
2: yeah,
1: whatever you so say, nice. What do you got for us this week, Okay.
0: Mike? Now, I know people are going to say, Mike, this is an easy one. He popped last week. Um you mentioned DK. I don't think there's any shot he plays this week or probably next week. I think they're gonna monitor the knee. But to me, Marquise Goodwin, to only two percent owned. Um, here's my thing. Um, we already talked about how potent that Seattle offense is. Um, the dude's speed is next level. I know he's 31, but the dude just takes the top off the the offense or the defense. Um, they play the Giants in AZ next two weeks. I think there's an opportunity for him to um you know do some things. And watching the game last week. After DK went down, you saw them a couple times bubble screens, a couple like quick like hitters to him. I think he sees those types of targets where he could go for like 5 for 25 on those types of things and then maybe hit a deep ball for like 50 yards because the dude is just – and Gino throws a great deep ball. So to me, I think Marquise Goodwin is a guy that could be a, a boomer or buzz type situation, but I think for the next two weeks, I'm expecting him to produce – in that Seattle offense. Only 2% of them. Now.
1: Um, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think I saw a stat on Twitter. Uh, in his career, I think he's only gone over 20 fantasy points two times.
0: Okay. Um, so. Okay. Fair I'll enough. Just, well, uh, well here's, the continues, Mike. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't listen to the critics. I don't listen to the fantasy football. I, that, that's that's why, who I am. That's why I am who I am. I'm, I'm I we know that, yeah. Know that. So I don't listen to anybody but myself, and it, it you know, I have a good enough track record now to, <laughs> to uh, uh to warrant that type of respect. Now, the second one to me, this is like a high one. I usually don't pick someone anywhere like over like five percent, but I want to go Evan Ingram at 41 percent owned, which is again really high. But the past three weeks, 23 targets, gotta love that volume, and then. Cushy tight end schedule next three weeks, Um, two of those three matchups are giving up a ton of points to tight ends, so the volumes there, he's always been kind of like a big play tight end, Um, so he might do like three for 70 or something like that, Um, but to me, I like Evan Ingram, I think he's kind of carved a role in that offense, and then, um, you know, I think him and Lawrence are good together, so...
1: Do uh, you want me to take these last two, or you want to go for them?
0: No, you, these are yours. So I don't want to. I don't want to put my name on them. You know.
1: You don't want to put your juju on these ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm real big into defenses right now. So we got a four percent owned Seattle defense. So they the 12th defense on the year. So that is a starting defense. 77 points. So just to give you some reference here, uh, speaking of DK Metcalf, obviously on Seattle, he has 80 points on the year. So this defense has three less points than DK Metcalf. So put that in perspective. Uh, last two weeks, 25 points against Arizona, 11 points against the Chargers. Those are two, I would say, above average offenses in the NFL. Um, so if you need a defense, I, I, you know, or if you would just need a second defense, uh, I would definitely put them on the bench. Uh, also, our boy Justin Fields. Um, you wouldn't have thought this maybe three, four weeks ago. So 35% owned, last three weeks over 20 points per game. Uh, over 80 yards rushing the last two weeks Um, so the next four weeks for the Bears they do play Dallas so I I would not start him next week but after that they have Miami, Detroit, Atlanta all three of those in the bottom third of the league against quarterbacks so uh, with the rushing potential getting anywhere from five to eight points a week uh, I think he's again a guy that you can spot start or have on your bench just in case your quarterback goes down Uh, Always good to have those guys that can rush the
0: ball. Fair enough. Now, we are not running low on time. We're at the 44-minute mark. We got Daily Dave coming up, but we got the the 44-minute mark. So, Dave, um, I'm not going to lie. People have been talking. uh, The Daily Daves have not been producing. Do you feel pressure right now?
1: So, I just want to state this just for my uh, claim. I do these on Tuesday. So, imagine starting your lineup on Tuesday and then not switching it. So, you got to give me a little bit of a break. But last week uh, was absolutely terrible. Uh, 103 points. The only two guys that popped were Josh Jacobs and Kenneth Walker uh, with 35 and I think 28 points. Everybody else was under 10 points. I think I had a zero in there. Uh, it was not the week for Tom Brady. But this week, uh, we are going quarterback, $7,700 to a tugga 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 tugga, 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 tugga. Have a uh, loya. Whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> uh, he is uh, going against uh, Detroit, which is one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, He is finally healthy and uh, hopefully has a few uh, chunk plays with the two receivers he has. Uh, Then we have Ramondre Stevenson uh, going against the Jets. Um, He, again, like I talked earlier, eighth running back overall. He's averaging 14.2 points per week, so uh, he's $8,000. Then we have Damian Pierce, another guy we talked about. Didn't know either of these guys are going to be in our uh, 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 lineups earlier, so... Damian Pierce averaging 14.1 points. He's $7,300 going against Tennessee. Uh, then we're gonna do the uh, the double up with Tyreek Hill going against Detroit again, $8,700, averaging 17 uh, points per week. Brandon Ayuk, last two weeks has been uh, pretty good in daily. Uh, put up 24 and, and then last week in 11. Uh, both 11 target games for him in the last two weeks. So he's $6,700 going against the Rams. Uh, then we have some cheaper plays. Josh Reynolds going against Miami, same game, uh, as I talked about earlier, 9.7 points per uh, per week. So another guy is kind of flying under the radar gets you some points. If uh, Brown's out, then he should be in mostly everybody's daily lineups. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., I had to save some money here. 31st uh, is Arizona. Um, he's averaging 5.8 points a week. And then we have uh, Chris Olave, talked about him earlier, 12.9 points a week going against Vegas. Um, Should put up a ton of points for you in the flex spot. And then our Chicago Bears going against Dallas. I had to save a lot of money on this one, but the Bears are putting up about seven points per week. Last week was pretty encouraging. If they can get some turnovers uh, and some interceptions, maybe get you some points at, at your defensive spot. So that's your daily Dave this week. Hopefully we can crack like 120
0: Okay, let's hope for you know it, Dave. The, the,
1: you know what the daily days kind of remind me of, like. What's that? Like a cow with no
2: udders, you know what I mean? Just giving you no milk. Just giving you no
0: milk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you set a lineup on Tuesday and see how it works Just on Sunday. Just saying, the people want to get paid, Dave. The people want to get paid.
1: Well, I do too, but uh, it's it's kind of rough.
0: Speaking of getting paid, Randy, um, are you feeling any pressure? I, uh, the the betting, again, has been hit or miss. uh had a good week two weeks ago and I I don't think a, that good of a week this week, huh?
2: Um uh, we've been six and six the last four weeks, Mike. Six okay. and six. Okay, so five hundred. So we're 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 in even money right now. This is where we get hot. <laughs> <laughs> right here, right now. Uh we're going right here with a little mortgage payment segment. We're going number one, we're doing a little cell phone bill, little utilities. I like Titans minus two at Texans. <laughs> Kane likes it too. <laughs> Kane likes
0: it too yeah.
2: I like that. I think the Titans, I think uh Vrabel's got him playing good ball. I mean, minus two, it's pretty much a pick'em. So are you projected them to lose? I don't think so. So I like the Titans in that game. What do you think?
0: Okay. Yeah, I love the Titans. I love Vrabel in general. So
2: next, I think I got a trap game. I think there's a bounce back game right after that shitty uh Monday night game. Pats are minus one and a half at Jets. I think the Pats. Bill Belichick's going to be on their ass all week. You, I don't. I don't think the Jets are for for real. I really don't. I think they've had uh, the luxury of playing some bad teams, and I mean, and uh, bad teams at bad times. I, I would say. I think the I think the Pats are going to take it to them. So that's pretty much a pick them as well. And last but not least, I got the mortgage payment, a three-team parlay. This fine. This one's finally going to hit. This one's hitting. I'm calling it. Max bet. Max bet it, Mike. Okay. Eagles money line, Bills money line, Dallas money line. <laughs> Eagles at- okay. Eagles play Steelers. Bills play Packers at home. Dallas plays at home versus the Bears. No, I think the Bears are at home, correct?
0: No. no I it's at Dallas. It's at Dallas.
2: They're at Dallas. And it comes out to minus 115. I love it. I'm going to max bet it. Uh, these are the three best teams. These are all teams that have. Uh, a deep run in the playoff potential. I, I love it this week, Mike. I love it.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, you you have not hit one of these three team favorite parlays. Out this of the- this is
1: the week. I'm I'm I sweeping. Mean, I'm sweeping we, this week. I'm sweeping. You this can't week. go any better than that. But the, the, one of those, you know, I feel like it's those trap games where they're gonna play down to their uh, opponent's talent I, level and, and maybe and squeak out an L. Yeah. The only couple. good thing. The only good thing is two of the teams, the Eagles,
2: are coming off a bye. You love that? So they had two weeks yeah. to prepare for the Steelers. Bills are coming off a bye. Playing, uh, I know Packers lost three straight. I don't think in our lives we've ever seen Aaron
0: Rodgers lose four straight. like have got to love it. Are we sure? Here's my thing. Are we sure Dallas is that good? Like, I don't
2: know. I don't know. Okay, okay. They're what are you saying? Good. Are the Bears that good?
0: I I, I, I mean, I'm saying, like, they're, who they're like, who is Dallas good? really beat?
2: Who's going to guard... Mika Parsons, dude.
0: I don't know. It's a good question. But I'm just saying, like, I, are we sure Dallas is good?
2: They might need, like, an extra large dump truck to pick are up Fields' body off the field. Who's going to guard we, Mika Parsons? Are
1: we sure that the Bears are good? Like, are you crowning them?
0: Mm. I don't know. Wait, they get, I mean, they get blown out by the Bucks. They beat the Bengals barely. They beat the Giants. They beat Washington. They beat a down Rams team. Uh, they Somebody lose the to the Giants. Eagles. They're
1: five and one. The Bengals are probably one of the better teams in the NFL.
0: Uh, okay. All right. The, I mean, we, oh, so we're saying the Giants are good.
1: Uh, I, I think they are. Are
0: we saying, are we saying Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying like, I think I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying the Bears are going to beat them, but are we sure that the, I'm just, I'm asking, are we sure the Cowboys are even good? I, well, hey, they're number one defense in fantasy. So. It, here's the thing. Uh, that that Cowboys-Lions, I mean, the, the Lions are uh, red zone, uh, one yard. Like, on the one-yard line fumble away from maybe winning that game. Jamal Williams fumbles the ball to put him up 13-10. Should have been up 13-10. Like, they almost what's lost the, the Lions the, the, in Jerry. Regardless,
2: what's his call? It's more of the tight end. It wasn't Hackinson, the other tight end. He, that was a touchdown. I don't understand what Green earth that was on a touchdown where they put him down at, like, the one half-yard line.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't
0: remember the game. Fair enough. So we
1: got time for a. Uh, uh, uh,
0: we're at fifty-one. No, we're at fifty-one minutes. Um, oh, we got it. Come on, just run. All right, up. we got. I'm uh, talking. We got to go really quick, though. Hold on, hold on. Right, good. Let us know. All when right, we're. Hey,
2: Fifty-nine. Minutes. Just the way you like it, Mike. Uh, don't, don't worry about
1: her. Just take care of yourself. Come on, we got. All him.
0: right, we might not even be able to like look at the. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Just use. All we'll all just make picks.
0: Come on. I'm trying to figure it out here. All right, here we go. Alright, we uh my word is my bond, which is me. I'm projected one thirteen. Uh playing Ryan, one twenty-seven. He's projected to beat me by fourteen. Um I might make a trade though, but I you know, I I actually know what I feel good about myself this week. Um so I'm gonna take me.
1: I would love to see the screen, but I can't, but I'm gonna go Ryan because I'm not picking you to win anything. <laughs> As I believe he's gonna score over a hundred points. So I'm going Ryan. I'm going Ryan.
0: All right, fair enough. All right. Um next game. Alright, we're at fifty-two minutes. Uh, the commission, two and five versus Dave. I didn't know you guys played each other. Randy, uh, you guys set a lineup here. You're only projecting ninety-five points.
1: Well, he doesn't have his quarterback in, so he's going to have to find a quarterback, and I don't think he has a kicker or something. Here's my
0: thing: Mark Andrews has to have a better game than he did last week, correct?
1: Mark Andrews hasn't practiced this week at all, FYI. Oh, uh, it's because they're playing on Thursday, so they gave him Monday off. And
2: hey, Tuesday, he didn't practice today.
1: It's okay. He didn't do it. He didn't practice last. He practiced. Uh, a little bit on Friday last week and that was it. Alright, fair enough. I'm, uh, yeah, you practice for that zero start?
0: <laughs> <all right. laughs> uh, yeah, well, all right. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Dave, thing? but I don't know. What
2: the
0: like it's reverse juju, Randy. I'm trying to get the reverse juju going. All right. Um now uh channel agent brown coming off a big win against Kyle the Creator who has been you know, really needing points. Um to me I like channels team a lot. Um
1: uh Yeah, I like channel this week. Uh Hurts and I
0: have a I have a weird feeling though. Kyle Murray has a huge game though, so I think if Murray goes over thirty points, I think Simo wins.
1: Yeah, but he's got Edwards layer on a buy. He's got a bunch of buys this week. I think, if I'm not mistaken, so. Okay.
0: Um, I'm
1: going I'm gonna channel. Go. I'm going go channel.
0: Okay. Um, now McCarthy seven zero just pencil it in against Lath. Um, add an insult to injury here. Lath gets um Mike here Um again. Is Swift ever gonna play? Like Late needs him to play. Like where's he at?
1: Yeah, he's gotta get in and Mike's projected one fifty, which is outrageous. So again, I'm picking Mike until he loses. Again, he's I'm is, going Mike. Although now, Mike's team has now the three headed monster is finally out. Chase okay. Hopkins Cup. It's gonna be bad.
0: Yeah. I mean yeah. And, and there's no way Lathes can start golf, right? I bet he he has to get there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks this week, so I'm interested to see what happens. They're like,
1: golf under ten last two weeks. Yeah.
0: So. Um Sun got Lewis uh versus uh Gallagher who needs a quarterback. Herbert's on a bye. I just like Lewis's team. He had a he had he got bit by the injury bug. If he doesn't get his two guys don't get hurt against me last week, he beats me. Um he got a a bad, bad draw last week.
1: Yeah, he might need uh if Brown doesn't play, he might need a wide receiver because DK went down as well. I'm trying to trade uh, I him. Like, I I know. I do like uh Lewis's team. Also, Gallagher needs a quarterback this week, so that could uh that could hurt him. I'm gonna go Lewis. Um, I'm interested to see how Lazard Lazard's kind of banged up. I'm
2: interested if he plays. But if not, I think think I'm going Galley.
0: um, Final matchup, Waldo, who is the second-highest team in the league, uh, versus um, Andy. Andy desperately needs a win. Tyreek against Detroit is tasty. That could be like a 50-pointer. Here's my thing. I think if Tyreek has a big game, Andy wins. Um, Dak, uh, let's see what he does against the Bears defense. That's been frisky.
1: Uh, Andy does need a tight end. Najoku's out for two to five weeks. Uh, Drake London's been kind of tapering off. We already talked about Harris not being too good. Mariota's kind of tapering off as well, so I'm going to go with Walid on this one. He keeps winning, and he's also projected like 140 points. So Fair
0: enough. All right, we I, like were at the, I like Waldo's back. I'm taking right, Waldo. We're at the 55-minute mark. Any last words here? We have to get off in about a minute and a half.
1: See, Mike, we got it done, all right?
0: Can I, can I just give a, a plug for my NBA picks? I'm currently 3-1. and one. I told Randy to take um, Golden State, uh, getting two and a half. They're down 7 at Phoenix right now. So I could be 3-2, and two, but that's just a plug for me.
1: Well, maybe you should start putting your money where your mouth is and start betting, man. Yeah, maybe you could afford a shirt then for the Pluckett podcast. Yeah, he's also wearing his red robe the uh, Hall of Fame. So a lot of TDs, red robe. Can we, can yeah, we, and then he's got a little boy chest popping through the screen. Not one, Chester.
0: Fair enough. All right. Anyway, uh, (laughs) hey, um, uh, is it possible I get to 500 this week?
1: Probably not because I'm assuming that – who are you playing?
0: I'm playing Ryan. It's possible. That's all I'm saying.
1: Not a chance that Ryan goes under 100 points. I'm just 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 saying
0: it's possible, Dave. I'm playing a game which if I could win, it's 500, so it's possible.
1: Chip in a chair, kid. All you need is chip in a chair. You beat three teams that were under 100 points, so no. I'm going to go with – no. Gotta get my first winning streak
2: of
0: the season? Let's hope for it. Let's hope for it. All right. Come on, guys. All right. Um, great lounge. Uh, maybe a couple too many uh, awards. Maybe we should have turned that down. That's on me. Um, anyway, uh, appreciate you guys listening. Remember, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Take care, y'all.
1: Night, y'all. Later.